Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Slightly Something Else, everyone. Yes, dog. Hopefully this will be the last time you see him with his cone on. With the with the cone of shame. Yeah. Uh, calling the vet today about that. But, uh, yes, I'm Yahtzee Crochet. I'm joined by Matty Sleever, as always. Hello, everyone. And the topic we picked up on for this week's Slightly Something Else is what specific single year in the history mm-hmm. of gaming was the best for game releases and why was it 2007 uh oh i didn't realize there was a little addendum at the end of at the end of the title well you might recall over <laughs> slack i already called dibs on that one you you did you did call dibs and we were able to slack uh, to slip some uh 2007 into uh the arts so yeah we decided that we wanted to just uh sort of chat about i, I have a couple ideas for i think honorable mentions Okay. And then I have one that I think is the best year ever that is not 2007. And all then right. Yahtzee thinks it's 2007. So. Well, let's uh, summarize 2007, first of all. Yeah, let's go for it. Just looking at Wikipedia page 2007 in video games. Yeah. <clears throat> well, where to begin, Marty? How about it was the yes. year zero punctuation started? Oh, that's cheating. <laughs> Well, possibly, but you know that's sort of coincidental in the long. Uh, yeah, yeah. Long run of I'm things. gonna be honest; it's a pretty good year to start it. Um, honestly. Yeah, maybe maybe it's like causation rather than correlation. Maybe I was so inspired yeah. by game releases that year, and I felt I had to start uh, doing the series. But yeah. how's how's your fancy tickled by this little list? <clears throat> Super Mario Galaxy on the Wii. Very good. Bioshock. Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare. Halo 3, Rock Band, Guitar Hero 3, Mass Effect, Crisis, Mm -hmm. Uncharted Drake's Fortune, Uh, not much else, just a little thing called The Orange Box, (laughs) Half-Life 2 Episode 2, Team Fortress 2, and Portal in one handy slot. Mm -hmm. So, uh, debate over. Yeah, I, I mean, you even left a couple off that list that I think are great. That was the first Crisis, the first Witcher, uh, God of War 2. Somehow the PS2 was still turning out big games of God of War 2. Um, yeah, that uh, I, I think that was one of those years that lays the groundwork for everything to come afterwards. Um, I don't remember the Witcher being huge when the first one came out. I think no, it was Witcher 3 no. that was the big one. Yeah, even The Witcher 2, I think I, Witcher 2 was, like, big on PC, but never really cracked. It came to, like, Xbox, but never really seemed to crack that market. But Witcher 3 was the one that, um, I guess, similar to, like, GTA 3, that kind of just blew up and, and absolutely ran away with it. Um, yeah, I mean, those uh, those are arguably not only defining games of, those, of that generation, but some of the most defining games ever like i don't know if we've i don't know if and we're funny we're gonna our topic next week is going to be uh bioshock the original bioshock actually because it's the 15th anniversary next week so um 
Oh, and someone else, uh, half an hour four in the chat, mentions the first Assassin's Creed game as well, lest we forget. Yeah, so these, there. So yeah, a, these yeah. franchises that went on to kind of define the following decade in Assassin's Creed and Mass Effect and, and, yeah, Uncharted. and Uncharted and Call of Duty really becoming what modern Call of Duty is. Yeah, Call of Duty for Modern Warfare, the last Call of Duty game I kind of liked. Yeah. Yeah, that was back when those were, uh, those were like massive... Uh, uh, it was sort of not only massive tentpole games, but games that still did something new every time. Um, you yeah. know, people wanted to play it for the campaigns, and then you know, Modern Warfare was sort of creating what modern multiplayer is like in shooters. So, but as for things that sort of dragged the year down, the mm -hmm. sort of threatened its possible uh, status as best year ever. Uh, there's a couple of trends on display that ended up being sort of dead ends for the industry this was like yeah. smack in the wii era it was yeah this was wii fever because mm -hmm. uh we came out at the end of 2006 and in 2007 it was still hard to like go into a store and just buy a wii i was saying from day one that the wii wouldn't last there was all motion control gimmickry and that wasn't what true gamers want <laughs> And, but I mean, uh, I, do you like think to, you were right or wrong? Like, I what do you, think I've you... been. I think I've been vindicated by history. Yes. But were you vindicated by the sales of the Wii? Because the sales of the Wii were well. Of course, the initial. Well, of course, the initial sales were good because the gimmick crowd latched onto it. It was the. It was the big thing. But the gimmick crowd didn't stick around. And Nintendo was like, "Oh, no one bought Wii music. Shit! Quick, make a Mario game. Quick, make a tentpole Mario game. Let's let's try to bring back all the core audience we've been alienating up to now." Yeah, I mean, the Wii is still, in terms of home consoles, is still the fourth or fifth highest selling home console ever. And you I do keep, agree you, that yeah, it was. You keep coming back to the high sales thing, and I'm saying, in terms of like significance in the history of gaming, as like a innovation, I I yeah. think motion controls as a whole was a dead end. Uh, it was, especially when you had, uh, the, the sad part came when, um, Microsoft and Sony tried to follow it. Um, yeah, and we yeah. got move and we got connect. And okay. by the time those were released, the fad was kind of over and we's yeah. were, you know, collecting dusts in people's, uh, in yeah. people's, you know, closets and attics. Between that and 2007 also being early in the guitar hero trend. This was, yeah, a bad, yeah. this was a bad time for houses getting cluttered up with big gimmicky plastic controllers. With a bunch of plastic shit, yeah. And uh, Rock Band especially, when it was like, oh, now I have drums and I have a bass and I have a guitar and why the fuck do I have all this? Um, yeah, so people making the valid point that motion controls sort of evolved into what we use in VR these days. Yeah, I would say that, yeah. But, uh, I, would, I would say that's yeah. absolutely a good point, yeah. This was also a good time, that sweet spot... Um, uh, for the 360, it was a few years into the generation, so we started to get those games where it was like, oh, this is what the new hardware looks like, and that's with Bioshock and yeah. Halo 3, and, you know, these were these were games that looked um, noticeably better than the games did the prior year, which yeah. I don't know if I've played a single thing this year that I would say looks noticeably better than anything I played in 2020 or leap, 2019 yeah honestly. the leap from the leap from ps2 to the 360 ps3 generation was probably the last time there was a significant visual shift in graphics yeah yeah and part of that is the you know the leap from dv uh, dvds to to blu-rays and so um which which you know we've kind of just settled on there for mm -hmm. the for the past couple of years but this was um if i had to make my list this would probably be this might be my third favorite year for games 2007 
I think 2007 would be my third favorite. Not Um, not only one you think is better. Two. Not only one do I think is better. I would say two. Uh, And and one I would almost give a caveat for uh, a single season. That uh, the back half of one year, the back quarter of one year, was was uh, absolutely just bonkers with games. Uh, do you do you want me to go over a couple a couple of my honorary mentions before I jump into my my number one? Um, sure. I'm trying to think if I had okay. any honorable mentions. Yeah, I think I seem to remember 2017 was good because I remember thinking at one point, that's, boy, years ending with seven yep. was certainly good for gaming. Yeah, that's my uh, that's that's my first honorable mention. I think that's the last like capital G great year. Oh, should have guessed, should have guessed from the thumbnail, I suppose, because that was the year Persona Five came out. Persona Five and uh, Breath of the Wild and which, uh, um, Undertale, according to this. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think we had yeah. Undertale, Near Automata, Hollow Knight, uh, Resident Evil Seven, Mario Odyssey, What Remains of Edith Finch, Pyre, Cuphead. Um, oh yeah, and then that's I. Uh, I could get behind that. I don't know yeah. if it all adds up to being better than 2007. I guess we'd need to get an accountant in here. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think this wasn't one of my um, this wasn't one of my two. So this 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 wasn't one I would put ahead of 2007. Um, I believe that was the year Undertale. Oh, people are saying Undertale was 2015. I believe that was the year Undertale came to consoles. So that was the year that non oh, uh, non right. non dweebs were able to play um, Undertale. So. Um, well, there you go. That, but, I mean, a, we had, that we had, gives it a hit, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we had, like, redefining of franchises that year with, uh, it was the release of the Switch, uh, which brought with it Breath of the Wild, which kind of not only redefined Zelda games, but redefined, um, you know, yeah. I, would, I would say open world games for a time. Uh, Resident Evil, after being in the doldrums for the better part of a decade, came out with Resident Evil 7. Yeah, which, well, that was uh, sort of uh, repeating the, the cycle as discussed in a recent extra punctuation. Yeah, when things are looking bad, like, uh, quick, let's change things, and then you get Resident Evil 4 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, I don't think yeah. that beats 2007 for me. I would not. Okay, one year that I do think beats 2007, but is not my number one, is uh, especially the last few months of 2001. Hmm. And uh, this was uh, this was a year after the launch of the PS2, this was the the season that the GameCube and the original Xbox came out, and uh, just the PS2 lineup alone that that season was Metal Gear Solid Two, Grand Theft Auto Three, Silent Hill Two, oh, Eco, wow, Final Fantasy that. Ten, Devil May Cry, Jack and Daxter, and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three, which was well, my favorite in the yeah, series. Yeah, you've you've hit my weak spot there. I'm, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm long been of the opinion that the ps2 was probably the best all-round console ever i think so all that, things all things considered yeah ask ask me on the right day and i think that's what i'd that's what i'd say with that and then also with you know the xbox launched with halo which was you know massive at the time and and helped yeah. solidify xbox as an actual contender in the in the console market yeah. um halo the, if you like that kind of thing Exactly. Halo, if you like. Um, but then, uh, and the GameCube with a sort of a, a weak-ish launch with uh, like uh, Luigi's Mansion and uh, one of the Rogue Leader games was the uh, at the launch. But in December, just a month after launch, was uh, Smash Brothers Melee, which ended up becoming sort of a defining game for Nintendo, not only throughout that generation, but again, evolved that franchise into what again, it is. Again, if you like that sort of thing. You, you, make, it, you make it sound like perverts. You make it sound like perverts like Smash Brothers Melee. Well. Oh, my God. It's, uh, <laughs> if the shoe fits. Well, there's some anime in it. 
<laughs> if the pervert shoe fits. Um, yeah, and the crazy oh, thing about oh, that is oh, most the, of those games hold the I phone. This were, was Hold the phone. This was the year Ill Bleed came out on the Dreamcast. Well, case closed, I guess. Yeah, these were the last... I mean, the Dreamcast, which only lasted like two or three years, these were the last dying gasps of the uh, of the Dreamcast in 2001 as well. So I, um, I worry the further back you go, the more sort of nostalgia is blinding us. Uh, you, do you think nostalgia is blinding these games? Because I think most a lot of these well, games still, I would say, still hold up. Well, Silent Hill 2, obviously, I think holds up. Casey and I just finished playing through Metal Gear Solid 2, which I think holds up wonderfully. I think Eco holds up really well. Um, I'm not a crazy big Final Fantasy X fan, but I know there's a massive generation out there who hold that game in the same regard that people do to Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, so for like Final Fantasy X, it's certainly got some iconic moments. Yeah, yeah. Certainly got some memeable bits. It really does, yeah, yeah. But I think it's, uh, I, I think the people that really connected with it um, were of a generation slightly younger than us. I think if Final Fantasy X was kind of your, one of your first big JRPG experiences, then like anything that sort of you you play at a defining moment in your life it you really glom onto it in the same way like i'm that way about 16-bit rpgs like well, um, say, chrono trigger yeah. and earthbound and as i say the nostalgia is obviously gonna be a factor of all this but uh yeah i don't know if we it was can also nice kind that, of objective answer as what was the best year it was also nice that uh the uh 9 11 happened and then the world uh, went into shambles and I was like, yeah, what is going to happen now? And then we got all these good games, which was nice. It was a nice way to like uh, take away from watching the news and being like, oh, no, is a world war starting right now? Like, am I, am I going to be drafted soon? Well, I didn't realize Silent Hill 2 came out so soon after the September the 11th attacks. I just looked yeah. at Wikipedia what came out on September the 11th itself. And the only thing on the list is the world is not enough for the Game Boy Color. <laughs> uh, I know famously Advance War came out on uh, uh, September 10th. Yeah. So just just in the nick of time, um, before before all all hell went loose. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think that would be that would be my personal number two, uh, if only because those are, uh, just those are franchises that I resonate with more than some of the franchises we mentioned in two thousand seven. Um, and those are franchises I still kind of think about and play as opposed to like, I don't really go back and play Call of Duty or, or, or Rock Band. Um, no, whereas no, like, no. I think, yeah, Metal Gear Solid 2, Silent Hill 2, um, you know, Eco, Jack and Dax are still games, still games I really like. Um, but uh, my personal number one, to, which I've seen. Drop the bomb? Really ready to drop the bomb, which I've seen a lot of people uh, mention in here. It's not like a crazy curveball. Uh, that would be 1998. Um, uh -huh. that, well, off yeah. the top of my head, that was the year Half Life came out. It was, yeah. That's it yeah, was. That's uh, the... it, it was a big year, no matter where you were playing, which was nice. So, if you oh, were yeah. predominantly a, a PC player, you were playing uh, Half Life, Fallout Two, Thief, Grim Starcraft, Fandango. Grim Fandango, yeah, the, Rainbow sort of Six, death, the death knell for adventure as a mainstream genre. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that was yeah, uh, uh, you know Tim Schafer's last game with LucasArts before f you know forming uh, Double Fine and sort of having to uh, you know having to carve out his own little uh, corner. Mm -hmm. uh, if you had an N sixty four, then you had Ocarina of Time, which I think is you know that's almost mm -hmm. like one of those games that you don't really need to say anything more about. I think it laid the groundwork for modern action adventure games that um, a lot of folks are still drawing from the blueprint today. 
Um, I have a very special place in my heart for Banjo-Kazooie, which I think is the best 3D platformer of all time, even better than Mario games, but I know that's because I'm weird and I like mm -hmm. my bear and my bird. Uh, that was the year Pokemon came to the US, Pokemon Red and Blue. Um, you know, it came two years earlier in uh, in Japan, but that was that was the year it finally came to the States and um, it kind of hit me at the right time. I definitely got, you know, Pokemon fever and was obsessed with that game and the anime for a year or two. Uh, and then if you had a PlayStation, you had Metal Gear Solid. Oh, that, um, that's a big one. Yeah, that's a, that's a massive one that, that again, um, cemented uh, Kojima's name on the map. Resident Evil 2, uh, and then uh, Square, I think, was still in their sort of uh, golden hour with uh, Parasite Eve, Xenogears, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, Brave Fencer Musashi, and then we even got weird kind of strange games that fell under the radar like Mega Man Legends and Space Station Silicon Valley that I really yeah, loved. So. Yeah, speaking of uh, under the radar, I'm just looking at the the calendar for that year. Uh, mm -hmm. There's Half-Life, of course, November 19th, and 10 days before mm -hmm. was Sin. Oh, wow. Who, who yeah. remembers Sin? That game yeah. was, that would have been like the pioneer for narrative in first-person shooter if it weren't for Half-Life. God, I would love to, it'd be hard to research, but love to look at games that like came out and then immediately had their lunch eaten by something else. Like we've talked about it the last yeah. couple of years with Horizon games, like the first Horizon released like right before uh, Breath of the Wild. And then this most recent Horizon released right before Elden Ring. And you're, it's just kind of like, oh, now I just feel <laughs> yeah. bad for these games. Like why? And Half-Life um, was, Half was literally six days before the release of Blood 2 The Chosen. Which was really bad. Anyway. Do you remember, was there, I wasn't really following PC games at the time, was there like a lot of like hype leading up to Half-Life? Like was it a big event or did it sort of snowball into something it's massive? It's hard to remember because uh, as I recall from the, uh, like the discourse of the time, because there wasn't like rolling news back then. We got everything from gaming magazines. Yeah, I remember yeah. Half-Life being mentioned in previews, but I don't think anyone twigged what a, any of the magazines I read twigged what a huge event it would be until after it came out. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think yeah. yeah, I guess I guess you're right. The sort of like the 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 hype machine was a completely different beast then, as it as opposed to now. You weren't getting you know these massive live streams and weekly podcasts and stuff. It was you know once a month your magazine would come and yeah. you were kind of at the behest of those you know 150 pages. I would agree. 98 was definitely a significant year. I think mm -hmm. if you recommended a lot of the games from this year to like the kids these days, they probably wouldn't be able to look past the fact that this is all like first early first generation 3D and it all looked like absolute wank. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, I mean the the, the, tra the transition from 2D to largely 3D gameplay was one of the most significant periods in gaming. Yeah. That's I think I was going to say this team to me felt like the biggest uh year with the biggest leap um even more so you know two years earlier we got uh mario 64 which was obviously like a monumental moment but this felt like 3d games getting their sea legs and obviously if you go back now you're like oh this is resident evil 2 and tank yeah. controls and fixed cameras and and uh, you know these weird polygonal characters but um i got curious because I, I said earlier years ending with seven was certainly good for games so i'm looking at what mm -hmm. came out in 1997 and it's it's no slouch. Yeah. I mean, look what we got here. We've got GoldenEye on the N64, uh, Dungeon Keeper, Harvest Moon on the SNES, Mario Kart 64. Yeah, like yeah. The big Star 60, Fox 64, Final Fantasy 7. 
lots of the big 64 games, but also Quake 2 on PC, mm -hmm. the first Grand Theft Auto game. Yeah. Uh, Zork Grand Inquisitor, which I remember playing a lot of as a kid, but most people probably didn't. Yeah, it's a big one. For the first Fallout game. Yeah. Shadow Warrior. A lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of defining franchises. Um, and then, yeah, if you want to, if you want to stick with the the seven oh, years, um, hold the hold oh. the phone. Castlevania Symphony uh -oh. of the Night as well. Big year, right? Yeah, and I think that was also the year of Resident Evil Director's Cut, which was the first Resident Evil I played. It came out like a year, which was was that the first game to ever released with something called the Director's Cut. Uh, I don't want to pledge anything, but uh, yeah, maybe it's not that significant a milestone, but sure, maybe. Yeah, but that was just. Uh, I, I think the original Resident Evil came out in '96, and then in '97 you had the director's cut, and that was the version. You know, the first version I played when I got in when I got a PS One, and uh, between that, uh, Symphony of the Night and Final Fantasy VII, that felt like a completely like just felt like a trio of game changers. Final Fantasy VII. It says Final Fantasy VII was the release was 1997 in Japan. I don't know mm. when it came out in the other area. In the other uh, I, I believe I believe that was still that was still ninety seven here. Yeah, because it was the beginning of ninety seven in Japan and September ninety seven in the states. That was still uh, when yeah, Japan yeah. had a uh, you know a bit of a a bit of a leap on uh, the states. Yeah. Um. And but uh, sticking with it was bringing up nineteen eighty seven now. That's, that's what I was gonna say. If you want to <laughs> stick with eighty with seven years, uh, we had Zelda two. Punch Out, Contra, Castlevania, Metal Gear, Final Fantasy, Mega Man, like what is it with years ending in seven? Sevens. That hey, just, that means you know, we're only five years away from something really exciting. Or is that just a sample bias on our part? There might be a sample bias. I'm curious now because uh, I remember Deus Ex came out in 2000. So I want to see what else came out that year. Because you know, 1998 had Thief One, but I always thought Thief One was a little bit wobbly, and Thief Two was the one yeah. that was the really good one. I remember, at least for consoles, 2000 was a little rickety because we had... That was the launch of the PS2, which had a mm. pretty dreadful lineup. Uh, the Nintendo 64, Nintendo has ostensibly sent to die by then. Oh, Thief um, 2 was 2000. Was 2000? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought Deus Ex was 2000. Maybe it was 99. Um, uh, oh, The Sims. The Sims, yeah. We had big, uh, you know, big games to to that that kind of redefined the market. That was when uh, Nintendo um, was able to turn around Majora's Mask like within Majora's a year Mask. after Ocarina of Time to give us De that. Yeah. Deus Ex was 2000 in June, uh, okay. June, June nice. 23rd. Diablo yeah. 2, June 28th. Omicron the yeah. Nomad Soul. The day, be the day before Deus Ex came out. Fucking hell. Oh, no. Another game that got its lunch eaten. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, there wasn't much lunch to eat. But. That's true. Yeah. Uh, it was also a good year. That was the best year for the Dreamcast. I mean, that's not saying a lot because the Dreamcast had like two years. But um, I think we got Skies of Arcadia and Grandia 2 and Power Stone and Jet Set Radio. Um, that was, I don't know, exciting times to be one of the few Dreamcast owners in the world. So that was nice. Uh, let, can we go back in time? Can we go back to literally any year other than any of these years? Any of the current, any of the last few we've had? Yeah, I looked. I looked at my lists for the past few years, and like, there's never like a. I don't think there's ever like a stone cold bad year for games. But when well, I, I look at about, my I favorite games, I've, like looking back at some of my like year in review videos, 
And yeah, like last year, plenty of games I enjoyed, but um, I don't know if any of them I'm going to be revisiting or really thinking about uh, I think you know, is, a decade from now. I think any year is going to have like a couple of standouts you can cherry pick. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like even I was even considering, I, I thought 2022 for, you know, all things considered with the pandemic was a pretty strong year for games. Um not so much because of the launch of the new consoles, because I don't think they launched with a ton of exciting stuff outside of like the Demon Souls remake and the Astros Playroom. But um, we got Spirit Fair, Last of Us Part Two, Final Fantasy VII remake, uh, Animal Crossing: New Horizon, uh, Thirteen Sentinels, Fall Guys, Half Life: Alex, Persona Five Royal. You said twenty twenty two. Does that what you? Oh, that meant? was twenty twenty. Yeah, I meant twenty twenty. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Oh, you meant twenty twenty two, as in twenty. I think I meant twenty twenty well. also. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, fair enough. I think uh, things have been on a downward spiral the last few years. I mean, like the the drought this year has been a pretty historic one. Yeah, yeah, it has. Especially, I mean, the 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 games we're going to rattle off from this year, like you know how how we were rattling off sort of like genre defining AAA games um, throughout all those years, we're just not going to have that this year. No, Elden Ring. There's plenty. Elden Ring. Yeah, exactly. What else? I was saying, uh, this, imagine what this year would look like if it wasn't for Elden Ring. Like, who the fuck? I, I think we're still knows? basking in the glow. Um, who knows or and, dares to dream? Yeah. So I think um, there's I, always plenty, plenty of exciting stuff to play with with indies, and so we were just talking about that before we went live. But um, not to get away from the know, topic, but of, I think I think Elden Ring is going to be sort of remembered as the swan song for the whole Souls era. I think we're kind of like like tying up the the souls era of gaming interesting because um last one i last souls like i played was like thymesia and uh I yeah hate, i kind of hated it i'm like i was kinda like i'm kind of over this i'm kind of ready for the next innovative sea change in popular game design if you're an athlete you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down after all a team is only as good as its weakest link so you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Oh, I would definitely, I would absolutely agree with that. Like, I am very much ready to, like, what is, I think we were talking about that, like, what's the next big trend? You know, we, we were talking about roguelikes, and then it was gonna be like, oh, is it farming sims, or is it gonna be blank? And, you know, we obviously don't know what that's gonna be, because if we did, we'd be making a lot of money right now. But, um, yeah. yeah, I'm kind of excited for the for, for the, the board to get shuffled, and, and for stuff to feel a little bit different going forward. Well... This is going to be the topic yeah. of my next extra punctuation. Like, what's going, to be the, what's going to be the next big thing now that we're in the position for a bit of a reshuffle? And not to spoil mm. anything, but I think uh, if you look at, like, trends on in, like, the indie sphere, I feel like things are leaning more towards understated games. I games, like that. Games with a bit of a sort of a cozy feel. Okay. I would say a handful of the games I really liked this year, stuff like Tunic, stuff like uh, Stray. I'm even playing uh, Me and My Professor right now, which I, I absolutely love. Maybe it's because, like, is the is do you think people are gravitating towards that because the world is, is just fucking insane? Well, that's another thing I speculate on in the ne in my next next yeah. situation. But uh, yeah. it, would, it would make sense to me that people seek out 
something a little something that's like the kind of escapism that's just going to say, "Hey, everything's going to be okay." Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. Either that or power fantasy, and that's why there's so many boomer shooters on Steam at the moment as well. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, does that ever go away? Like the idea of like the well, I guess the power game, fantasy. Like power fantasy has always been a thing in video games. Yeah, yeah, that's almost been one of the. I mean, ever since like Mario got a star, a superstar, and then would was you able call to run like, the level with that music. Would you call something like Dark Souls a power fantasy? I mean, those games are like designed to like kick the shit out of you the whole time. Yeah, maybe like if you reach a certain point, like. I guess. It's it's the equivalent of like hiking up a giant hill and then looking back and seeing how far you've come and it was like you know it was torturous the entire way up and and your muscles are burning and you're fucking exhausted and dehydrated but when you look back down you're like oh my god look how look how far I came I did that maybe that's like a different kind of power fantasy like a an accomplishment fantasy I think there was it might have been like a game maker's toolkit or a dev or like a uh one of those channels but i remember seeing a, mm. a episode that was like how do you do power fantasy is it something like batman arkham where like it's relatively simple gameplay but it makes you feel powerful or do you just make something really hard and when and after you beat it you feel powerful what's the best source of power fantasy yeah and does it show up is it like divvied out in droplets or is it something that comes at you in like one massive moment like i just uh I just streamed through all of uh, uh, Super Metroid on my channel, uh, and getting to the end of that game has a very iconic ending where where Samus um, has a power fantasy and gets gets a weapon that's able you were very easily able to to defeat the boss of the game uh, mm -hmm. once you get that weapon, and so it's like very much a struggle to get there. But instead of having the final boss be, I think we don't, we talked about that in a boss episode. Instead of instead of having the final boss be um, kind of like a final exam of how much you've learned through the game, the final boss is uh, a reward for you. Yeah. It is you've made it this far. Here you go. You are now ostensibly a god against Mother feels, Brain. Because that would feel more like an epilogue to me. I mean, I'd I'd assume like the last most difficult challenge was the final boss in that case. Yeah. You know, it's funny, the, the penultimate boss is far and away, I think, the hardest boss in uh, Super Metroid. You fight, like, Ridley, and then you make your, your trek to find Mother Brain. The Ridley fight's yeah. pretty difficult, and then yeah. Mother Brain is very much a sort of, yeah, the power yeah. fantasy thing. But, the epilogue. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Is it Super Chat time? I think it's Super it Chat time, yeah. And Nick says, uh, we've officially funded uh, the Metal Gear Solid 4 and Revengeance streams. So that's hey, so. I saw it was close to the end when we started. Guess yeah. we'll have to come up with a new goal. Yeah, I think I think we have one in mind. I think a couple people in chat have already might know what it is, but um, I, I think people will be excited about it. Uh, it turns out Jesse doesn't know anything about Greek mythology. Like, literally does not know anything about Greek mythology. Like, okay. I don't think Jesse knows who Hercules so is. we're going to play, so make him play God of War? Is that the plan? Casey, Casey's going to teach Jesse about Greek mythology through video games. And okay. let me tell you, video games probably aren't the best way to teach someone, but it's going to be fine. Oh, well, you're spoiled for choice when it comes to Greek mythology and video games. Well, yeah. I mean, where I mean, do you start? I feel like, do you think you could play something like Hades and walk away with like, all right, I have a vague understanding of what's going on with, with this uh, mythology? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say because I already had a pretty full understanding of Greek mythology when I first played Listen, Hades. We thought everyone did, but it turns out Jesse, Jesse is a sweet summer child. 
first game I remember that had Greek mythology in it was Myth History in the Making on the Commodore 64. I definitely don't remember that. Which was reskinned as a Conan game for the NES, I believe. Oh, anyway, funny. Yeah. Anyway, useless gaming trivia aside, <laughs> let's get started on this. Uh, I'm starting on like the super chat list, which doesn't include like member chat, so feel free to interrupt. Perfect. If uh, I miss a member chat, there have been so many chats that my chats are way far away now. Um, uh, starting so, uh, with uh, no like uh, chat message on this one, but hardly needs one. Todger Ebert. Gives uh, 179 British pounds. Thank you very much, <laughs> Todger Rebird. Right at the start, before we even started uh, podcasting. Uh, Phantom of the Night gives 199 and says, Best year was the year ZP premiered, obviously. <laughs> well, you jumped at the gun a bit there, Phantom of the Night. Suck up. But yes, as we said, 2007 was that very year. And uh, Scavenger... Uh, uh, long-time caller, long-time listener, uh, brings in $10 for and wishes to get, offer their nomination. 2004. November 2004 gave us Counter-Strike Source, Half-Life 2, EverQuest 2, Spider-Man 2, Metroid Prime 2, World of Warcraft, MGS3, Killzone, Ratchet & Clank, Up Your Arsenal, Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines, Mike Drop. That's a lot of sequels, Scavenger. Yeah, I don't even think Scavenger mentioned that was Halo Two, that was uh, Silent Hill Four. That was uh, yeah, that was that was a good yeah. year. That's well, it's Katamari Damacy. Yeah, good year for sequels by the sound Paper of it. But you know, yeah, Paper Mario Two. Anything built on a mattress of sequels is on shaky <laughs> ground indeed. <laughs> but at least I think those were sequels that are still like widely beloved, as opposed to that was before. I guess games were um, had to be annualized. So well, fair enough. Like, Halo 2, Half-Life 2, Metal Gear Solid 3 felt like events as opposed to every year's Call of Duty, which just feels like to take your medicine. Uh, uh, Ricky gave us 20 Canadian dollars and says, glad to catch this live. I have a very important question that only you two veterans in the industry can answer given your many years of experience. Here's my question. What is the secret to making a perfect grilled cheese? Oh, uh, God. Use, I use Gruyere and okay. uh, put a lid on the pan while it's cooking yes. so it gets the cheese gets nice and melty nice and melty you want to be able to when you when you cut it in half and pull it apart you want the little you you, you want it to like try to be reaching out for the other end you don't want it to just be able to uh be able to, to also rip apart. also one thing i do that uh i might have picked up from a babish video was uh, i sprinkle a bit of parmesan on the side that's going to be uh on the on the griddle and Ooh, you get a little like, crisp yeah adds a nice uh, cheesy crust to the to the what, bread what bread do you use I use well. It's just the bread we always have. I I use sourdough, uh, okay. white, sour, a, a white sourdough loaf, uh -huh. not pre-sliced. I slice it myself like a real man. Wow! Look at that. Someone knows how to use a knife without cutting their fingers off. Yeah, it's one of many talents I've picked up over the years. <laughs> uh, FX one hundred two A gives four forty nine British pounds and says two thousand and four for me. Another vote for two thousand and four. Ace Combat Five, Gradius Five, Mega Man Zero Three, Metroid Prime Two, and Zero Mission, Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door, Tales of Symphonia, and Zelda Minish Cap. Yeah, this was uh, looking at the list of games this year. You know, you know stuff like Red Dead Revolver, Burnout Three Takedown, The Suffering Fable. Um, it, it felt like a year that the all the 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 consoles were 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 like in the glory days of their generation like the developers understood the hardware they're really able to push things every year um hmm. 
Yeah, Knights of the Old Republic, Doom 3. Oh, no, KOTOR 2, excuse me. Doom 3. So is it that new consoles come out towards the start of the decade, and then by the seventh year of the decade, everyone's figured them out? Maybe, yeah. Something something, something along those lines. Yeah, because usually the year consoles release are pretty underwhelming. Um, yeah. They just, you know, you get a lot of games, especially now, games that kind of straddle generations and don't really, you know, define or redefine. Uh, Abdul Rahman Alawadi gives $5 and says, 2016 might not be the best year, but it's one of the best for FPSs. Doom 2016, Overwatch, Super Hot, Battlefield 1, and Titanfall 2, to hell with mm. EA. Damn, sure. those are some, those are great games, yeah. Wasn't that the year Prey came out as well? No, that was... Uh, Prey was 2017. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, we got Dark Souls 3, uh, Uncharted 4, The Witness inside yes of course when i say pray when i say pray i of course mean that pray not the other pray nor indeed yeah. the film that's called pray that's added another layer of complication to this issue uh. <clears throat> eric cartman gives five dollars and says is it really fair to measure this by year instead of generation 2013 was great for the seventh generation and a great load of shite for the eighth gen well, I mean, we, we, it was, it's our, it's, it's, it's our show. So yeah. it's fair. Yeah. So it's our headline. I mean, this is all completely <laughs> arbitrary. <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's no way to say what the best is. Uh, if you said 2021 was the best, then you'd be wrong. But no other answer is yeah, wrong. Yeah. Just 2021 is wrong. Uh, and if you said like 1841 was the best. That would be, me, that would actually that, be. Wrong. That would be a pretty wrong answer too. Although Cup and Ball was spectacular. That was created in 1821. Do you know there was a period in medieval England when soccer was banned? Why was that? Because uh, it distracted from archery practice. That wow. was that was literally the reason. That's that's baffling. Yeah, imagine trying to ban soccer these days; you'd burn down the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Goth gives one hundred Swedish krona to say to get you through the drought. Have you heard of Mini Healer? You play an MMO healer in boss fights with interesting mechanics, but without the multiplayer part and dealing with twerpy guildmates. Now, I hadn't heard of that, but I take issue on the drought thing because I happen to think we're out of the drought now. We might not be out of the AAA drought, but indie and mid-level games are very strong right now. Check out a lot of new things coming out at the moment. There's a lot to like. Yeah. You're, 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 you're pretty much set for the next couple of weeks with ZP. Yeah, we have a flood of 3MRs coming out, so... Yeah. yeah, check check our YouTube channel. There's all sorts of good shit coming out. Mini Healer sounds really neat as well. Um, Don't be so narrow-minded. I mean, there was there was like a like a summer drought for indies as well, but uh, there was, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's that's kind of to be yeah. expected. Yeah, and but we're through that. Lots of good shit yeah. now. Check it out. Mister Who's the Boss gives two euros and says eighty three Yahtzee was born and the US game industry crashed. Huh. Funny to think true. of that, isn't it? That was the year of the Great Crash. Maybe, uh, but then now I'm thinking of like uh, in Metal Gear Solid when Otacon talks about how his father was born on the day of the of the Manhattan Project and the bombs yeah. dropped on the Japanese, and that sort yeah. of defined his entire life somehow. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you think it'd be funny if you were actually born on the day that like? Uh... But yeah, video games that, are declared a, nice, a dead medium. Adds a nice mythic quality to my life, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, B Pendragon gives twenty dollars and says, "Obviously, the best year is Y Y Y Y because of game and event." 
Also, this should kick the funding goal for MGS4 over the top. Certainly Hell did, Beep yeah. Dragon. Thanks a lot. Also, look, we saw, we already summoned that next funding goal, and it's already there. Oh, what do you know? How did that change in real time? Incredible. Uh, Nick is a wizard. Get Jesse to the Greek. Oh, nice. <laughs> All righty, where were we? Uh, Phantom of the Night. No, not, not Phantom of the Night. David Foster. Sorry, Phantom of the Night. Sorry to get you excited for a moment there. Oh. David Foster gives £449 and says, Has 2011 been mentioned? Skyrim, mm -hmm. Minecraft, Portal 2, Arkham City, Dark Souls. Well, those were certainly some very nice cherry picks there. Yeah, great games. Um, even that was uh, Witcher 2, Dead Space 2, Mortal Kombat's Revival. Um, yeah, um, I think in, on the indie front, we had stuff like uh, Bastion, which I really enjoyed. Oh, yeah, Bastion was good. I was just thinking about that out of nowhere the other day because I remembered how good the ending was. Forgotten for the longest time incredible. how yeah. good the ending of Bastion was. And then I said, yeah. oh, yeah, that kicked ass. Oh, yeah, Portal 2. Yeah, that was a that was and that this was uh this Rayman, was my first year in the Rayman Origins. Yeah Lim Limbo. It was back when Limbo, they were still doing oh, yeah. the Xbox Live Arcade. The yeah, Xbox yeah. Summer of Arcade thing. Yeah. Those were fun. I missed those. Yeah, um it was a bit of a bummer for Nintendo fans in my mind because we had Skyward Sword that year, which I think kinda sucks. And <laughs> Mario three D land, which I think kinda sucks. Um Yeah, Nintendo were definitely on the downslide at this period. I mean, oh Wii yeah, U. these were like this the was Wii the last U. year of the Wii, and yeah, then the, the Wii, Wii U came was the next the, year. The Wii U was there like a couple of years in the wilderness, but they came they came roaring years, back, yeah. didn't they? Truly, absolutely. No, there was no tentpole Mario game on the Wii U. You'll note. No, which is sort of baffling. You start it launched with you know you had some ports, and then you had the Mario Wii U with the yeah. just the two D one. But unless you want to, count... saved it all for Odyssey. Unless you want to count three D World. Which I would hesitate to do. Yeah, I would actually. No, yeah, I guess. I, I, yeah, I, I actually take it back. I, I really love 3D World. That being said, it's even better on Switch because it has yeah. Bowser's Fury, which yeah. is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Captain Loin gives $10. Says genre trends by year are definitely an interesting wrinkle to the discussion. MMOs have years like 1999 and 2004. JRPGs tie up the late 90s, and RTS curls up and dies after 2006. Mm hmm. True, each genre has, has its own individual history. I brought yeah. up like Grim Fandango being the end of the point-and-click adventure game as a mainstream Yeah, genre. Yeah, and we... Uh, I, I, do we know what the trend is in the year, or do we only know what those trends are? Like, we didn't know Grim Fandango was the end of that genre until, in hindsight, right? Yeah. Kind you of know. an academic concern, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. More than anything else. Uh, the Climate Change Barbarian gives uh, $6.99 Canadian dollars and says, My vote goes to 2002. Spider-Man, Wind Waker, Vice City, Age of Mythology, Jedi Outcast, Mary-Kate and Ashley, Sweet Sixteen. It's funny to think Vice City and Wind Waker came out the same year. Because I, yeah. I remember really liking Wind Waker and I played the shit out of it. And I sort of associate yeah. Vice City with like the previous era. Yeah, it was also strange because that was when 2001 gave us GTA 3, and then the next year we got Vice City, and then two years later we got San Andreas. I was just thinking about now that. We've remember been doing how, the same Grand Theft Auto for 10 years. Remember how quickly we could turn games around? I was look, like, yeah. when I was looking earlier, like Blood came out the year before Blood 2. Yeah, 
kind of wild. And when, and when Daikatana took like three years, that was like big news that it took that long. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, same thing with, uh, you know, we we're talking about Majora's Mask. They famously turned that around in a year. Uh, 2002, I know, again, sticking with Nintendo was big because I think that might be one of the few years where they had tentpole games in Mario, Metroid, and Zelda. Like we had Metroid Prime, mm. Wind Waker, and Sunshine. Uh, like 13 gives uh, $2 and says, what was the best year for indie games? Who the fuck knows? Interesting. Um, maybe 2016? Um, we mentioned some of the games earlier, but that was The Witness, Inside, Firewatch, um, Stardew Valley, mm. Hyperlight Drifter. When was Obra Dinn? I believe that was 2018. Okay, I want to say. Mind. Never mind. Um, yeah. I thought it was around then. No, it was a bit later because this was, I think this would have been, paper please, Papers, Please would have been like a year or two before this and he took oh, quite yeah, a yeah. time, quite a, quite a bit of time on the. Oh yeah, here. Stardew Valley. Yeah. That's definitely uh, as, as uh, a tentpole there. Yeah. Almost, absolutely. almost the, the, uh, the herald of the, the cozy era. I, I yeah. Was talking yeah. About. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm not sure how... I'd be interested to know how big Stardew Valley was when it came out compared to how big it was, like in later years because as yeah. i say i feel like i feel like that was one of those i feel like that was something pe people came to a lot more after the fact as i say because yeah. like, the cozy era is more the era we're in now yeah I, I would say a lot of um what we look at as the biggest indie games of the last decade took a while um i would say that i would say undertale took a while for people to get to um hmm. Uh, Hollow Knight, that I remember that released on PC, and some people were really banging the drum about it, but it wasn't until it came to consoles that everyone was like, "Oh shit, this is probably the best 2D Metroidvania slash Souls like, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call it." Yeah. Uh, Baron, uh, Baron von Wankenstein, member for four months, uses his member chat to say, "Dripping some honey here." Best year is 2019, more specifically the 13th of July 2019, the year I married the love of my life. Tina Marie Cooper. Oh, what a lovely... Thanks for doxing your wife, Baron von Wankenstein. Uh, that's the, the, that was the second best marriage of July 2019, uh, the first being um, my marriages in Fire Emblem Three Houses. So, congrats. Baron I, I was going to mention that I got married in uh, 2018, but sure, let's talk about your Fire Emblem waifu. <laughs> uh windows task manager gives ten dollars to say let's try to count all the children that zeus ever fathered that's so many children i think zeus probably picked up some issues from when his dad tried to eat him yeah yeah i feel like if zeus would be like ripe for therapy like yeah. there would be oh man well, they could they well could that was the nice thing about the there. greek gods they were they were all you know human in their mm -hmm. uh, in their capriciousness yeah, I mean, 
that's the problem with like Christianity. They have to try to sell the idea that God is all knowing and all benevolent, and then have to explain why everything has gone to shit. Despite that, but the Greeks, they were no. like, yeah, it's because the gods are a bunch of shitheads. Don't worry about it. Yeah, they should have just made every religion should make their god just a big horn dog like Zeus. Then I think everything would be fine. Fill my ass up gives a 50 Norwegian kroner and says, I think that any year before Call of Duty took off was the best. Before games became so corporate, let your lift cooperative, let your guard down while playing them. I mean, there's so much, you could just not play Call of Duty and then there's a bunch of good games. Yeah, just don't like, play oh. like AAA games. There you go. Play yeah, all those nice funny. indie games I was talking about. Yeah, there's plenty of stuff. Uh, Scavenger gives $5 and says, tossing out a possible future SSE topic I'd love to see discussed. Does replay value mean anything anymore? Hmm, not bad. Add it to the list. I like it. I'm putting it on the list. Scavenger, you, you, uh, your, your, uh, your dollar will be in the mail. There you go. You will send you one of our escapist no prizes. <laughs> uh, Blade V8 gives five pounds and says, Yats, will you revisit Catherine now you like Persona 5 and Persona 4 G? I feel like it embodies the evolution of adventure game puzzles you discussed in your EP. Uh, no. Because uh, I was kind of sort of mentally stressed out by the sort of puzzle gameplay of Catherine. I much prefer the slightly more chill JRPG dungeon crawling thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it is very, the puzzles are very stressful. Um, it's also, it's, it says the, the embodies the evolution of adventure game puzzles. Yeah, I'm not sure what he was going what he was on those about, puzzles yeah. like that. Yeah, it's very much like, uh, it's, to me, the Catherine puzzles are like the same level of stress of like when you're playing Tetris and you're nearing the top third of the screen and you're yeah. like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. I don't um, remember any point in Catherine where I pushed a piece of paper under a door and then pushed something through the lock so that the key fell out and then pulled the piece of paper with the key on it back under the door. No, no, it didn't happen. That In Catherine, you just uh, ch uh, cheated on your girlfriend and then had uh, nightmares about it. Ahem. That guy, you know, gives $5 and says, Best year, IDK. Probably one when I was young, innocent, and just having fun playing with my siblings and not being a sad adult working for a living. Yeah, that's, well, that's... Uh, nostalgia in a nutshell, that guy, you know. I mean, that's, that's, the best year, that's the best year of your life. Doesn't mean the games were the best. Yeah. Don't be so selfish. <laughs> uh, Vince DeJulius gives one ninety nine and says, 2007 and uh, 2018 are honourable mentions in my book. Well, we've been over those. Uh. Did, did we mention 2018? Uh, we didn't. I don't think so. That was uh, God of War. That was Spider-Man. That mm. was Red Dead Redemption 2. Hmm. These, see, all three of those games are like versions of games that were better in their previous incarnations, if you ask me. Uh, oh, I don't agree with that. Um, any of those three. I think I think they're very familiar to their previous incarnations, but I, th I think God of War, Red Dead 2, and Spider-Man are my favorite well, God of War, Red Dead, and Spider-Man ga Spider games. Well, uh, not so much Red Dead, I guess, but I still think God of War might as well have called itself something else. Because it's not gotcha. my God of War. It's not the God of War I remember. It's not the God of War Jesse's soon going to learn Greek mythology from. And uh, what was the other one? Uh, Spider-Man. Spider Spider yeah, I still think it's it's a good game, but I think the original Spider-Man 2 uh, wasn't quite so cluttered. Uh, that is true. I'll, I'll agree with you there. 
a couple other big games that year monster hunter world smash bros ultimate celeste um tetris attack mm. ah, not a crazy year kind of top loaded yeah donut county that was just net reverse katamari well anyway. detroit become human you're a big you're a big detroit become uh-huh. human fan. Uh-huh. <laughs> good old david kais <laughs> I'm just I'm curious to know what my uh, game of the year was in 2008. How do I look that up? Zero punctuation oh. wiki, perhaps. I'm, sh- I'm sure someone in the chat's just going to immediately tell you what it was. Top five of 2018. It was, oh, it was Return of the Obra Dinn. Well, there you go. Oh, there you go. And the worst game was Hunt Down the Freeman. Hunt Down the Freeman? Who remembers Hunt Down the Freeman? I most definitely do not. You don't remember Hunt Down the Freeman? I don't, I don't, I'm not even sure what you are saying. It was, hunt Down the Freeman? It, hunt Down the Freeman, it was a semi-officially sanctioned fan-made sequel to Half-Life 2 that was atrociously oh. bad. So, that sounds pretty bad. I'm going to be honest, that sounds pretty bad. Yes, it was all, it was very, very bad. And, uh, not not just how the game itself was bad, but also what it represented. And it represented the fact that Valve officially no longer gave a shit. <laughs> well, that's a bummer. Where did I leave? Oh, we're almost through the super chats, actually. Uh, Agent oh, Moon Seven, member for two months, uses that member chat to say, "I'm late, but my vote is 2017." Yes, you're very late, Agent Moon Seven. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your contribution. Thank you Still for the, job, thank you for adding to the tally of votes for 2017. Yeah. Uh, Gatekeeper684 gives 199. <sighs> Who are your Fire Emblem wives, Marty? Great question, Gatekeeper. Thank you so much for asking. Uh, I, I, I think uh, my number one is Edelgard. Uh, my number two was Dorothea. And my number three was Petra. There you go. Top three wives, sponsored how, by Sister Wives, coming how, soon to Discovery Plus. How fascinating! <laughs> we, well, we know what to get you for Christmas: <laughs> a body-sized pillow with one of those. Yay! Thank you, thank you, everyone. I'll I'll, I'll get an extra large PO box for that. <clears throat> Raven Dragoon member for four months uses the member chat to say, "Unrelated, I remade Preflight Panic using Unreal Engine. Do you mind if I release the source and project for free?" I guess not. And that is a good way to learn how to use an engine, I guess. Good on you. And I wasn't planning to make any money out of it. So what, knock yourself out. What? What's, uh, I'm assuming, Preflight Panic is a game of yours? That was the first game I made in my Dev, Dear, Dev Diary 12 Games in 12 Months Challenge. Oh, that's neat. What, uh, what, what, what kind of game? What, what was it? It was, okay. It was a game where you played a flight attendant... Mm-hmm. And you had to go through a crowd of passengers on a plane and correcting them if any of them had their belts undone or their backrests down or their or if they were holding an electronic device. And if okay. you and if you missed any of them before the flight started, the plane crashed and exploded on takeoff. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Oh man, I feel like you could you could very much release like a remaster that focuses on uh, what it's like in the age of COVID and trying to get people to to put on their mask and them screaming at you and people yeah. filming that. Oh, sounds great. Uh, that was a 
like very sort of micro tournament of that at GDQ one year. Check it out on YouTube. Uh, of uh, of of your game at GDQ? Yeah, really? pre- uh, yes. Yeah, someone someone did like a, a, a speed run of Pre-Flight Panic, and then there was like a little oh. speed run tournament at GDQ. Oh, that's awesome! That's really cool. That's there was like four people competing, but you know, it's fun. Oh, exciting! Yeah. All right. Looks like a couple more just came in. Uh, Shantanu Bhatia gives thirty six ninety nine AEDs. Who knows what the fuck those are? I'm gonna Google it. Very late, but for me, 2011, Limbo, Binding of Isaac, Bastion, Portal 2, Dark Souls, Skyrim, L.A. Noir, and more. Not all equally great, but all memorable. Really yeah, good games. Fair enough. 2011, 2011, and again, 2011, uh, uh, that's one of those years that it's right in the thick of things, uh, uh, deep into each, into its, their respective console generations. Um, Nintendo was the only one dropping the ball there. Also, uh, AED are United Arab Emirates Dirham. My first thought was United Arab Emirates, actually. I didn't want yeah. to commit. No. Also, I didn't have, I was going to say like Arab Emirates dollars, and that didn't sound mm-hmm. right. Yeah. The dogmatic director gives $2 and says, Speaking of Dev Diary, how Starstruck Vagabond? I've nearly done the main story campaign, gotten bogged down with some fairly extensive visual effects sequences. I wanted to do a riff on the 2001 Space Odyssey thing at the end. Oh, that's cool. I've been working on like the visual effects of that and it's uh, eaten up a fair bit of time actually. Mm. But one thing I want to do with that uh, at some point is we're probably going to do like live focus testing where I imprison other members of the Escapist and force them to stream the game while I watch and take notes of any bugs and gameplay issues they run into. I love that. That sounds great. I think that would be a fun way to bring Dev Diary back. Absolutely, I think that'd be great. Oh, and a slightly mysterious uh, member chat that just says member for 12 months with no name attached and then message retracted. And we don't even we don't even know who it was. Ooh. Spooky. Mystery. Uh, Dank Willie said no one has said 2012 yet. Did anything come out then? Uh, no, actually, that was the one year uh, Zero Games were released in 2012, which was kind of crazy. Hang on, I'll look. Not a single, not a single human. That was a good uh, year for indies. That was your, that was your Journey came out. So, and Journey might be my favorite uh, game. There you go. Ever. Dishonored, Far Cry Three, XCOM Enemy Three, XCOM Enemy Unknown. It had a couple yeah. of stands, a couple yeah. of things. Stand we just, uh, we just did the 10th anniversary of Spec Ops: The Line. So that was oh, then. Yeah, um, that one as yeah, well. Fez was that year. Telltale's Walking Dead, Mark of the Ninja, Alan Wake. Uh, Wake, Hotline Miami, Sound Shapes, FTL. That was a good year for indies, actually. Yeah, yeah. Not so good for the AAA stuff. That was not, the year, like, Syndicate came out on the 360. That was... Um, that was a, Christ, that was forgettable. A for effort. Oh, God, Silent Hill downpour. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, in the grand scheme of things, not the worst Western-made Silent Hill, but, you know, that's like saying not the tallest dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, I Am Alive. I forgot about that. Oh, my God, so did I. Do you remember I Am Alive? I do, yeah. Yeah, and, like, Sony was putting, like, uh, money behind that and stuff. Yeah. Not great. Anyway, any more Super Jets come in? No. So might as well wrap stuff up. Excellent. Thanks for watching, stroke listening to Slightly Something Else.
Thanks for all the super chats that helped us uh, get over the edge there. Oh, God, one more come in. Uh, it always happens. Gatekeeper684 goes oh, 199. No, says 2017 was best year for kids because of Fortnite. And then the single player player gives $5 and says, It was me. I said that 2013 would have been one, but for every Last of Us and Bioshock Infinite, there was a right to hell and Colonial Marines. Uh, I mean, 2013, if you want to just look at the, the cream of the crop, you had Last of Us, GTA V, and Bioshock Infinite, which is, those are pretty, those were three very highly anticipated games to yeah. um, send off a console generation with. Yeah. I mean, they're not, you know, era-defining masterpieces or anything, but, you know, some people seem to like them. You don't. I. You're. You're wrong. I think The Last of Us and GTA Five are absolutely era-defining masterpieces. Yeah. I don't even like GTA Five, and I think it is. I. I like GTA Four more. All right. I, I. I. I've never been able to get into GTA Five. I don't know. Maybe I just like the city better. I like. Uh, I like Nico better than the the trio of folks. On, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's mainly for Nico. I guess you know yeah. taking your fat cousin bowling isn't as fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Ricky gives two Canadian dollars, says, I get the last super chat. Ha. Oh, you've done it now, Ricky. You've caused another, in that single super chat, you've caused a cascade of a few more as we do the wrap up, I'm sure. <laughs> Ricky, how could you? But yes, Ricky, uh, yeah. uh, coming up this week, zero punctuation, uh, zero <laughs> punctuation on Wednesday will be on the subject of Cult of the Lamb. Wonderful. And, uh, my post CP stream, obviously, will be the same thing. So mm -hmm. hang around for that. Uh, and I've got an extra punctuation dropping for members on Thursday. Everyone else will have to wait a week. Yeah. And the same is true, as always, of Adventure is Nigh on Saturday. New one dropping for the members. All the scrubs have, will have to wait for the following week. Incidentally, if you haven't checked out the most recent Adventure is Nigh that dropped on YouTube on Saturday, it's a, it's a pulse-pounding cliffhanger sort of episode. Things really yeah, hotten yeah. up now. Uh, and you guys, I think we're able to say, you guys filmed the season finale on Saturday, correct? Yes, we did. But it'll be it's quite a while exciting. before we get through to that. We'll be, yeah, it'll be, it'll be quite a while till then. But uh, yeah, that was, again, right before we did game night. And uh, Jesse and Amy um, seemed like they had uh, just come back from war. They seemed like they were like literally like shaking and kind of shell shocked. So hmm. uh, very excited to watch all that. Uh, anything else uh, to plug this week? Yeah, we got all sorts of stuff coming up in uh, two hours at 3 p.m. Uh, Jack will be back. He finished his Explosions Only run of uh, Elden Ring now, jumping into uh, a, a run where he becomes a living jar. So he's only going to be using things that he would be if he were playing as a living jar. I don't, I don't oh, Jack. I think Jack has yeah. a head injury, but I love watching him play that game. I think you're going to have great. to like pin down the rules very clearly at the start I of think, that I think before we he will. starts making shit up along the way. I think I think we will. His his rules for explosions were very good of why certain things counted and certain things didn't. So I, I have full faith in Jack. Um, then tonight uh, it's 6 p.m. Central. Uh, we'll have hidden gems with Casey and uh, Jesse playing Unsold again, and this episode is uh, sponsored as well. So check that out. Uh, we're gonna have a bunch of 3MRs going up this week. Stuff like Gigabash, Thymesia, Rollerdrome, Fashion Police Squad, Midnight Fight Express, Curse the Golf, all sorts of stuff. Just, just a real, just a real vomit of, uh, of stuff. And then yes, and speaking uh, of vomit, yeah, you'll, you'll notice how me. Mentioning there would probably be a cascade of super chats has ensured it has happened. 
Yes, and, truly. And uh, lots of extra money for us. Ha ha, suckers. Sorry, go on. Um, no, and then, uh, yeah, all the regular streams at regular time, editor's hour, uh, uh, breakout, Metal Gear, Lord of the Rings, all that stuff. And then um, I, don't, I don't know if we're fully ready to, to reveal it, but next we're going to, we should have a new show starting uh, a week from tomorrow, next Tuesday. Um, it'll probably be at 11 a.m. Central. We'll have more details on that soon. And then uh, also following that show next week will be um, Gamescom Live. We'll be doing our whole pre and post show watch along thing uh that'll be at 1 p.m central so that's another jeff Keeley produced show probably some some reveals i don't know maybe maybe something maybe maybe kojima kojima has been hinting that he's been editing stuff so maybe we'll see a little trailer who knows Was, very exciting they, is he back on making a silent hill game or did i like uh dream that he's he's working on something with microsoft and supposedly it's a horror game okay yeah. named overdose right yeah, okay, we'll, well, let's rattle them off. Thank you, okay. Richard, Dimitri, BS Marsh, the single player player, Dimitri, Christian Perez, that guy you know, and Denmark for participating in the final cascade of Super Chats. And uh, yeah, well, let's uh, say goodbye before anything else like crashes in on us. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thanks for hanging out. See you in a few hours. Bye.